Elijah ran away like a baby before Jezebel when she threatened to kill him. But one time, do you know, actually, Dakota, I was threatened by a woman, too. She tried to kill you? She tried to kill me. No, but she did try to rack, whack me with her crutch. Uh, it was one of the prettiest girls in school, probably the hottest cheerleader, and she asked to go out with me, and I told her no. And guess what? She tried to whack me with her crutches. And so what we learned from this lesson is we got to stand in faith against women. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no. What we learned is if Elijah would have stood in faith against Jezebel, a revival might have broke out, and me standing in faith against that woman helped me to walk in purity. Hey, and welcome to Takeaway Podcast. I'm Tanner Treffin, joined by Dakota Smith, our worship pastor today, and um, we were breaking down uh, Elder Craig Yoho's message, Great Expectations, all about Elijah. Them is, How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Craig brought down the fire, if you know what I mean. <laughs> brought down the fire just like Elijah. Um, yeah, no, it was an awesome message because um, I'm a, like a kind of a glass half full type of guy. And so I often like am very hopeful and very positive how things are going to work out. And I often have high expectations. And then sometimes things don't go my way. And I'm like, man, I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. And I feel like that crushed feeling like how Elijah did afterwards. And so it, it related and resonated with me a lot. So. Yeah, expectations are tough because when you have this standard or this bar in your head and it doesn't get met, you're like, sometimes you might start to question things or God or whatever, um, when ultimately it's his plan, his decision. Um, one thing I heard the other day, actually, was one of the um, the only prayer you can pray that's going to get answered, yes, 100% of the time, is God's will be done. Mm, yeah, that's, there you go. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, I think of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, where he says, uh, "My thoughts are not your thought. My your thoughts are not my thoughts. And uh, as high as the uh, the heavens are above there, so high are my thoughts above your thoughts. And, and often God, you know, doesn't do things the way we would expect. And that's for the best, because if it, if I was in charge, the world would be in chaos. That's yeah, sure. same. Uh, it's always for the best. Yeah, I, I thought Craig's point at the beginning was so good of how." Uh, we think Elijah is like a super holy, awesome, super powered dude. And he did have some awesome things. I mean, I would love to fly away to heaven in a chariot. That'd be pretty awesome. A blazing, fiery chariot. Um, but uh, he pointed out in James 5, it talks about how he has the same nature, just like us. He was a human, just like us. And how he didn't have it all together, just like us. But but God still used him. And he's t- he said, it has nothing to do with the tool, but all about the craftsman wielding the tool. Um, and I feel like that's so true in my life. Um, when God called me to be a youth pastor in ministry, I was like, you got the wrong guy, God. I'm going to ruin this. It's going to be terrible. Um, but God's like, hey, it's not about you. It's about me. Trust me. And uh, he's been doing some great things uh, through my obedience. I'm so thankful that he's chosen me and using me. Yeah, I had similar experience. I was like, nah, that's not me. You got the wrong guy. Um, but yeah, so same thing. Just walking in obedience, I think, just brings just blessings and um, just God's direction. Uh, in your life becomes way more clear I think when you're obedient um, and just walking in that and just trusting in him no matter what the situation is yeah and and you know you whatever your life is whatever your career whatever your job is you know just know that God's big and he can do anything and it's not about your skill set or or what you've done in your past but it's about the God who wants to use you and and glorify uh, himself through you and so just just walking in that obedience I, I think is so huge like and it's all about just trusting him, having faith. And you see that Elijah displayed that with um, being fed by the ravens and, and going to the widow to get fed. Like, who goes to a widow to get fed? That's crazy. But he just trusted God, and God supernaturally sustained them. 
And um, he said that there's no greater friend of faith and daily dependence on God and no greater enemy than abundance. And that, that really challenged me because I was like, man, I feel very blessed in America and, and I don't really have to pray to God to meet my daily food needs every day. And, and, and so I want to just trust God more because um, his big point was how much do you rely on God every day? And so I just want to talk to him more, rely on him and, and, and believe him for more every day. Yeah, trusting in God for not only the the big things that we need in our life, but also just the small things that sometimes, like you said, in in America that we can definitely take for granted for sure. Yeah, and and he talked about um, just all of us leading some capacity. Um, whether you're a parent, you got siblings, you got younger siblings, you got um, leadership at your work or whatever. And and when we have leadership, we have influence on those. And he said um, that. We all bear responsibility of the unfaithfulness um, of the people that follow us if they learned it from us. And, mm-hmm. and as I've made it, and that's so challenging. I so badly want my kids and, and the people that are under me uh, to just believe in God and trust Him. And if, if, if I'm being a bad example there, I bear the responsibility. Oof. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like that'd be like a, feels like a heavy weight when you say it. Um, but it's just trusting that God's going to work all that out too. That, people under you, you're in your role for a reason and, um, just to lead well and lead in integrity and, um, just full surrender to him. Amen. Um, what do you think of his big point that he was saying for what he felt like for the whole American church, uh, of what Elijah said to the, the people of Israel is what he, he feels his message for us. How long will you go, uh, limping between two opinions, between big truths of, uh, God's absolute truths and the world's truths? with plurality to it yeah um i think people say it all the time but i think everybody's like man paul needs to write a letter to the american church (laughs) um but uh uh i know that um like he was saying there's capital t truth and there's lowercase t truth um in the same way there's a capital g god and then in our lives we can have all these little g Mm -hmm. gods that we put um before him and he uh i know that craig was saying that the uh that the world doesn't like absolute truth claims it's kind of like oh you live your truth i'll live mine you do what you want that's yeah go do your thing whatever you want to do and they um but that in of itself is an absolute truth that there is no absolute truth um so but it's just that um that all absolute truth comes from god and it points back to him and his righteousness and his holiness and he's perfect he's the standard um, not us in our fallen, broken ways. Yeah, the the verse of John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through me. He didn't say I'm a truth of many, but he's yeah. he is truth embodied. You know, that's just powerful. Um, and he and he talked about how when we uh, don't follow the the real truth, or we kind of go in between, limping t- between the two opinions, that we're lame, that we're ineffective, and and so much of the church today in America is ineffective because. We don't have the boldness to stand up for the truth. And so it's just a call, I feel like, for us here at Sunbrook to continue to stand for the truth of, of Jesus Christ in all areas and not compromise. Yeah, I think that's a good area that we've been hitting on um, quite frequently, I guess, over the last year um, as a church, talking about the love of God and the fear of God and um, just the, the double helix of that, um, having a healthy balance and um, just surrendering everything, you know, all of our ideas, our thoughts, our ways to to God's and not our own. Yeah. So, but that's been great that, um, Craig's brought the word on that. Joey's brought the word. You've brought the word on that. So it's just been a, 
I think it's something that's so important to be talked about, especially in today's culture. Yeah, because I feel like our courage and our reliance on God can leak, you know, and we get to get distracted and want to blend in and want to please people. And so just getting constantly reminded of that, I think, is huge. Um, and, and for the on the part of great expectations of how how did Elijah, you know, go from bringing down fire from heaven from God and and you know having all these prophets of Baal slaughtered to to running before the chariot and then getting to Jezebel and hears this threat and he like kind of just is so crushed and discouraged and, and Craig pointed out is because he expected for revival to break out in in Jezreel um, and it did it instead he got his face with hardcore persecution from a crazy lady and uh, I think for me um, why that resonates so much is just. I often I'm praying for God for revival and sometimes it just, it doesn't happen. And I, I, mean, I get discouraged, like, God, do you not hear me? Like, well, is this something I'm doing wrong? Like, why is this happening? And I feel like the biggest application for me um, was when my expectations are in ruin, when it doesn't make sense to trust God uh, in his timing and the way he's going to do things. And so just continue to be faithful to show up every day and, and, and be obedient to what God's calling me to do. Yeah. Um, on that, I think, like you said, sometimes you pray and you don't feel like you hear a response, but because um, even in that prayer for revival, sometimes you, when we th- hear the word revival, we think about like just these mass amounts mm-hmm. of people uh, coming and, and flocking and um, just like we saw, I think it was last year and uh, Asbury University, mm-hmm. that big um, prayer and worship revival that broke out there was so cool to see. Um, but sometimes I think when you, we, we can ask for that and then, but God in our situation, our circumstance, God wants us to like, it starts with us, it starts with our circle of accountability. So like it starts with revival in your own heart and then in your family. And then in like, I guess in our context, in our ministry or in our team or in the people that we lead or get to impact and then the church. And it's just like this constant thing, I think that keeps overflowing um, into other things. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah. You know, and you don't know how that prayer spring revival, maybe just one person's heart that you don't even know yet. Yeah. So it's good. What was your biggest takeaway Dakota? Uh, I think my biggest takeaway is just living by the capital T truth, like not, not compromising to the world's standards, not, um, doing what the best motivational speaker thinks is best or not going to, uh, social media to solve, problems um influencers and everything in between but just going back to the word knowing what what god said is true and what god said is final and um that he's the way like you said he's the way the truth and the life not not a but capital capital t the um and that he brings absolute capital t truth amen amen well some rook um for revival to bring out, it starts with us. It starts with us applying the takeaway uh, to building our house on the rock and not just being hearers of the word, but doing it. And so let's walk in our takeaway together. And uh, thanks so much for listening. God bless you.